Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Radio Show, Episode 12, with Denise Pinheros. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, let's get started. I'm really happy to bring you our guest today, Denise Pinheros, who I met through Autumn Kerr from Episode 3. Denise and her husband, Oswaldo, are called to minister to the over 200,000 orphans in Ecuador. Denise's background is in both ministry and marketing. She holds degrees in world missions and advertising and has a master's in global marketing communication. Now that they're in Ecuador, they focus on meeting the needs of the abandoned and the fatherless in non-traditional ways. They facilitate team visits and volunteer efforts for orphanages. They advocate on behalf of the children to the government. And they support orphanages as well as adoptive families who are in Ecuador to finalize the adoption process. Okay, Denise, I've given a little introduction. Now why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and your ministry. We want to get to know you personally. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me today. And I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about what God has led us to do here in Ecuador. Um, Really, the the basis of what my husband and I do um, is just care for the orphans and for everyone who um, takes part in the process of caring for orphans, whether that be caregivers in the orphanages, um, adoptive families who are in process of, of bringing their child home, uh, volunteers who come down and, and spend time um, working in the different orphanages and different ministries that that um, work in orphan care and and so what we what we really strive to do is just bring a um, a full a full circle um, vision to to this thing called orphan care by by providing providing care to to all of those different avenues and and people. Well, thanks, Denise. Now that we know you a little bit and know a little bit about your ministry, can you share with us a scripture or a motivational quote that's really been meaningful to you, and then share with us how that scripture or quote has really shaped your behavior? The, the one stri- scripture that has really driven our ministry is James one twenty seven, where it says, true religion is to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unpolluted from the world. Um, a lot of people know the first part of that verse, but um, kind of skip over the second part of being unpolluted from the world. And, and really, in order to make the first part work, you have to you have to have the second part. And so um, we we are really striving to to bring um, 
to bring Christ into places um, in the orphan care arena that that he is usually he's usually not presented at all in in government orphanages and in orphanages where the kids have no access to the gospel. Um, you know, really all they have is access to the world, and so um, so we we are really striving to to visit them and to also to also bring them. Um, just a, a clearer picture of what it means to to be in Christ and, and what their identity in Christ looks like. Denise, we know that not everybody's life is all easy and happy. In fact, your ministry to orphans is definitely something that helps us realize that. As we get started, we'd like to hear about a time in your journey when you encountered a challenge or a failure, maybe a time when your back was against the wall and you needed a breakthrough or were facing some kind of insurmountable challenge. Uh, can you paint for us that picture of God's faithfulness? Absolutely. Um, I really thought about what I might say in response to this question, and um, several different situations came to mind. But the one that really stuck out to me was um, was last August when I lost my mom. Um, many people know that that missionaries leave behind their family, their friends, everything that's familiar to them. Um, but what they don't know is is that when you are living very, very far away from the people that you love, sometimes you give up much more than than you ever dreamed of doing. And um, my mom had fought cancer for eight years. Um, last summer, she was uh, in hospice, and we knew that she was getting very, very close to her, her time to go home to the Lord. Um, and... At that point, I really, I really had wondered whether the Lord would bring me back so that I would be able to be with her at the end or not. And what happened was that I was not able to get out of Quito. I was not able to get a flight to get home um, in the, her last hours. And I missed her home going. And um, when she passed, I got the phone call at six o'clock in the morning. And my back was against the wall. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever experienced such discouragement, not so much in that she had gone home to the Lord, but that I had not been by her side when she had passed. And um, in the hours that followed her passing, um, there, there were a few people here uh, volunteering for the week, and they called out to me. I was in my room crying, and they called out to me from the living room, Denise, Denise, come here. And I, I went out to the living room to be with them, and they pointed out the window, and a rainbow had spread across the city of Quito from one end to the other. Um, and in that moment, the faithfulness of God was so evident to me, um, just his promise that her, her storm was over and that he was with me um, e- even as he had taken her home. It was an overwhelming display of God's affection for me. Wow. Thank you for sharing such a a touching story. That's just amazing. Now with that, we're going to go ahead and move to the other end of the spectrum though, because just as we all have challenges, there are also those times when we have moments of revelation. Share a story of a time in your journey when that happened. Take us back to that moment and then share with us the steps that you took to take what God showed you and run with it. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm so excited to answer this question because I was thinking back on when we had first um, begun to learn about orphan care and, and what it what it meant to be orphan care missionaries. And we were living in the States and we were wondering um, really whether or not we had been called to this full time. This was about five years ago. And um, my husband and I had been talking quite a bit about whether or not 
we would be able to do uh, what we wanted to do in orphan care uh, on a full-time basis. And we were praying and praying and, and seeking advice from different people and um, really just not getting any clear answers. One morning I was getting ready to go, um, just to, to get ready to go out for the day. And I was standing in front of the mirror and I just kept thinking, somebody has to do something. Somebody has to do something about all of these orphans in Ecuador who really are not getting the gospel, really are not getting the care that they need, do not have the, the resources that they need just to have a basic, beautiful life. And I just kept thinking, someone, God, you have to raise up someone to do this. And I looked in the mirror and then I knew that that person was staring back at me. Um, and from that moment, we've been unable to look back. It, it has just been full, full, full throttle ahead, knowing that God has called us to do what we're doing. Um, it's been an, an amazing ride. And, and having that moment to look back and say, okay, I, I remember, I remember that moment when God said, it's you you are supposed to do this. I'm not calling someone else. This is, this is your adventure. This is your, your ride that I'm calling you. Um, and that moment has been, um, has been something that I've been able to look back on and stand firm on and know, I know that I'm where I'm supposed to be, even when it is tough, even when it is full of ups and downs, but I know I'm exactly where God has called us to be for this season of our lives. And is there a time that you can look to and say, wow, knowing that God called me in that way really helped me take something and move it to the next step. Yes, I think that was really the beginning of of our of our growth in ministry because at that point in time we were really just taking teams and and bringing them to the orphanages but we didn't have any real um real vision for the future. But from that moment on, we began to see what God was able to do. Um, we were able to to bring in more teams, to bring in more volunteers. Um, we, were, we saw a huge growth in the ministry from that point on. Um, when we, when we fully, when we were just fully committed to what God had, had put in front of us, um, ministry, the growth of the ministry just took off from there. Um, and so we've, we've really seen, um, we've really seen God's hand on, on what we do from that point forward. That's great, Denise. Now we've, we've heard one of the scriptures that motivates you and how you apply that. We've heard a little bit about a challenge and we've also heard about a, a re moment of revelation and how that's impacted your journey. Now let's move to the present day. We'd like to hear what's going on in your ministry, maybe something that's really exciting you right now or maybe something that you see coming in the future. I think that's a twofold question for us. Um, one of the most exciting things that I see happening right now is the growth in our volunteer ministry. Through Visiting Orphans, um, we are able to bring down long-term volunteers who stay uh, anywhere from two weeks to six months. And um, we just got that program up and running uh, in the last eight months, and we've just seen a lot of response. We've had five volunteers come now um, and, and multiple volunteers who are signed up for the year to come. And um, it's just really exciting to see these 20-something um, men and women of God who are, who are excited to do what God's calling them to do and excited to learn. And um, so, so that's been a very, very exciting uh, piece of growth for our ministry. 
something else that that we're doing right now is we are creating a foundation, which is kind of the equivalent of a nonprofit in the United States. Um, but we have a foundation that's being created here in Ecuador that's allowing us to to grow, um, to be able to move into more organizations that wouldn't previously have allowed us to come into, um, and it's just opening a lot of doors for us. So. Having that foundation, the 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 legalization of the foundation behind us, um, which should probably be within the next three to four months, we should be fully um, fully legal in that way. We're just really excited to see that happen. Now, I'm sure that there are also some people listening who are already supporting missionaries, maybe financially or in prayer, but want to do more. If they really wanted to level up their game, what's one thing they could do to encourage or support a missionary? You know, I think one of the most important things that you can do to support a missionary is to be a missionary's friend. Um, I think being a missionary can be a pretty lonely job at times. Um, And just because of the way that that life is for missionaries who who are living internationally, um, I think to be a friend, to contact a, a missionary on a regular basis, to be not just praying, but be fully, fully connected to that missionary on every level, a fully active friend in their life is probably one of the most valuable things that you can offer someone who is doing full-time missions. And is there one thing that somebody could do that would really help them be a friend to a missionary? I think friendship, you know, is kind of an ongoing thing. So it's not just a one a one thing it's 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 a it's a long-term commitment you know any friendship is a is an ongoing thing so ongoing communication ongoing um encouragement phone calls a a lot of people think you know i can't call somebody who lives overseas but technology is such nowadays that that really being able to talk to someone overseas is, is pretty easy there's so many different ways that you can do it and do it you know, very inexpensively or, or absolutely free. Um, so, so I think just that commitment to being, to being a present friend, even though your friendship may not be face to face, you know, but being a a committed friend, um, on an ongoing basis is, is vitally important for the health of missionaries. Yeah. And I want to key in for just a second on that technology thing, because you're in Ecuador I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're talking as though we're nearly in the same room. That's right. It really is possible. And with that, Denise, it is time for us to transition to the speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us quickly with your short and amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? (laughs) Sounds great. What is one thing you wish you would have known before you started out? I wish I would have known how long things would take to accomplish. What's the best advice you've ever received? The word halt. Never make a decision when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Can you say that one one more time? That was great. Yes. The word halt. Never make a decision when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. What's one meaningful thing someone did to encourage, support, or help you? Um, The thing that people do to encourage and support and help us is to be... Uh, to be loyal to our ministry, to be connected to us on an ongoing basis, not just to give a one-time financial gift or come down one time and visit us, but to be connected to us for a long, longer term. Um, short-term missions is is something of a thing of a past. If you're going to come on a short-term mission trip, it no longer matters if you're here for a week. What matters is your commitment to a ministry long-term. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Absolutely. Uh, The most important habit I have that I think contributes to my success, both as a missionary and as a, as a 
daughter of Christ is to stay connected to those who have gone before me, um, to have ongoing relationships with pastors, missionaries, mentors who are older than me, who know more than me, um, who I can learn from on a regular basis. Do you have an internet resource that you use and can share with our listeners? Uh, we use a couple of things that, that I really appreciate. One, um, is called constant contact, which is a newsletter, um, an, an online newsletter tool. Uh, another one is called donor tools, which helps us keep our finances in order. Um, and then another tool that we use, um, is, is an organization actually that we're, um, that we're ordained with. It's called messenger fellowship. They have a website that we use that we can stay in contact with other missionaries and pastors on a regular basis. Okay, that's great. And for those listening, we'll be sure to make sure that all of those are linked up in the, the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Denise Pinheros. Now, Denise, what, what is one book that you would recommend to our listeners? Love Does by Bob Goff. Now, this last one's a bit tricky, so you might want to take a minute and think about it and then come back at us with your answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new country where you knew nobody. You still have your experience and knowledge. Your family's there with you. Your food and shelter are covered, but all you have is a laptop and $500 U.S. What do you do in the next seven days? Walk the streets and pray. Now, Denise, we're almost done. Will you share with us one last piece of advice and then the best way for us to get in touch with you? Then we'll say goodbye. Always jump when God says jump. Never, never take an opportunity that he gives you um, and waste it. Because if he is calling you to an adventure... He will provide everything that you need. He will give you all the courage that you need to do it. And he will make a way for that jump, for that leap to be the adventure of your life. Never say no to the adventure he calls you to. And what's the best way for us to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me would be through my email, denisefjohnson at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being with us, Denise. We really appreciate your time and your generosity. Oh, thank you, Brian, for the opportunity. It was a pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. That's the end of our time with Denise Pinheros. I'd like to say a huge thank you to her for being available to do this. I'm really glad that we connected. You'll find links to all the resources she mentioned, along with the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash Denise Pinheros or slash 12, if that's easier for you to remember. I would like to mention that her book recommendation, Love Does by Bob Goff, is available for you to download for free if you try out Audible service. You can do that at engagingmissions.com slash audible. One more big thank you I'd like to send is to Caleb from sukofamily.org. He left us a five-star rating and review in iTunes just this last week. Those really help us to get visibility to other people that haven't found the show yet. Caleb and his family are currently in the States, but they're missionaries to the Ukraine. You can check out what they're doing at sukofamily.org. If you'd like to leave a rating and review for the show, you can do that by visiting engagingmissions.com slash iTunes. And if you do, make sure that you take a screenshot of yourself leaving that rating and review and email it to me at ratings at engagingmissions.com. I just put together a free download. It's a resource of several of the quotes and suggestions that our first 10 guests made, and it's available as a free download by visiting engagingmissions.com slash free. That's engagingmissions.com slash free. Go grab that today. 
And finally, I'd like to mention that Katrina emailed and said that she really loves the idea that people can be called to the marketplace. She also mentioned that the book recommendation and the best advice ever received are her favorite questions. If you have any feedback for the show, you can send that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. Whether you have a suggestion for a new question or feedback about some of the questions that are in the interview, or maybe just something you'd like to let me know about the show, you can send that again to feedback at engagingmissions.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you're looking for a way to ease into involvement in foreign missions, you might consider sponsoring a child through Compassion International. While the financial commitment is small, it is very meaningful. And you'll also have the opportunity to pray for a specific child every day, to write and receive letters, and to learn more about the culture that your sponsored child lives in. My wife and I sponsor a child through Compassion, and it's been great for us. I'm really looking forward to the day that our children can understand what we're doing so that they can carry God's compassion for others in their hearts. Visit engagingmissions.com compassion to find out more. This has been the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.